What is good, motherfuckers? This is the Be Cool Podcast. We are back after another week's layoff. You know, it's been a crazy time. 9-11, the remembrance of 9-11, the football started. I was a little busy, a little taken back by some things. The golf game went awry. And, you know, I, I just said, you know what, let me take another, let me take a week. I checked back in with you after, you know, a nice vacation, well-deserved little four-week summer vacation for myself. Clear the brain, clear, clear the airwaves. But we're back, motherfuckers. This is the Be Cool Podcast. And, you know, 2K22 is out. It came out first week of September. I've been blasting through that, trying to finish up the uh, season you know, get all my rewards and my accolades for, you know, my trying times playing some 2K22. Okay game, still still the same shit, some new shit, but, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's a video game. It's made for fuckery. It's not real life. Sometimes I forget that. You get a little excited. You start yelling. You send messages to people. They're probably 15-year-old kids, you know, but whatever it is, sometimes you got to teach with humility. Anyway. Like I said at the end of the podcast two weeks ago, you know, the 9-11 remembrance, you know, the anniversary comes up every year, September 11th. This year was a a lot different, a lot different for me and a lot different for maybe the United States because there's been a crazy uh, disappearance that just now turned into a homicide that started during that time period out in Wyoming. We'll get into that at the end of this episode. But talk about 9/11, you know, since the since it happened, years passed, you know, people talk up, you know, there's conspiracy theories, George Bush, New World Order, you know, the Illuminati, who did it, who didn't do it, was it fake, blah blah blah. And, you know, that's just disrespectful to the people who died in the building. You know, I was watching a uh, candid interview by KFC, which is a barstool guy. Um, he was interviewing a guy named Large, who was who lost his wife, lost her and her father in the trade towers, the World Trade Center, and all the people that she knew that worked for his firm, which was a little firm. They worked at the American. Stock Exchange plus the New York Stock Exchange, but there was only like five or six of them, and the entire group of them all died because they were eating at the um, uh, Windows of the World restaurant, which was up on I don't know the hundredth floor or something like that. Crazy story. I suggest to wa- I suggest you watch it. It's on KFC Radio on YouTube. It's a candid story with just Large and his wife. And they just talked for a good hour, hour and a half about that whole day and how they, you know, dealt with the situation and how they've been dealing with it since then. It's, uh, you know, you never think about some certain things that happen the aftermath of that day. Most of it is all about, you know, we go we go to war. Obviously, the Afghanistan thing has lasted for quite a long time. And, you know, there's documentaries out there about what we could have done to prevent it, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But regardless of all that, it happened. And since it happened, people have to come to terms with it happening, losing people. And Large's wife was explaining uh, very, uh, with 
unbelievable strength. The woman never even shed a tear talking about losing her father and all these people that she knew at that time. And she was talking, uh, Large was talking about how it took 10, 15 years for her to get come to terms in some way with survivor's guilt because she had to deal with all the families of the people that worked for her, her father and, and how she took over the reins of the company and helped get these people their medical and all these kind of, you know, payouts and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to go into depth and learn more about that, it's a, uh, like I said, it's a great story. KFC radio. It was right a, a week or so after, I think it was released a week or so after nine 11 actually happened. So, um, well the anniversary of, so go back, go out and check that out. It's a wonderful interview really helps, uh, you know, distinguish, the bullshit from the reality and uh so I, me it really grasped me the strength of this young this little woman and what she was able to do with all the pain and the survivor's remorse like i was saying is the strength and the afforded testicular fortitude even though she's a woman i don't know if she's either they or them or something like that but just unbelievable strength to uh persevere and to you know survive have a family and keep her marriage together and yada 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 she worked on the new york stock exchange her husband worked at um for a stock brokerage which was Citigroup, which was a couple blocks up from the world trade center so they were both in new york city down you know blocks away when it happened and they found a way to meet up not in uh right across the bridge the george washington bridge at a family-owned uh winery or a wine store so just unbelievable story you gotta take (coughs) sorry i had a little tequila it's drying my throat out here little uh what is that fucking camigos camigos casamigos anyway um just an unbelievable story and Usually around this time, you know, you hear all these new documentaries come out, like I said, and it's just it's just crazy, crazy stuff. So I don't know how it affects everybody. I know that, you know, around 3000 people lost their lives total that day. And, you know, obviously the first responders have been, you know, dealing with the repercussions of giving their lives to, you know, try to save lives, try to find you know, uh, body parts, uh, information, and, you know, just trying to do as much as they could to clean up what devastation was laid all over New York and obviously in Washington at the Pentagon. And even at the time, the last, when they were trying to get some um, payments to these frontline workers, the emergency workers, the firemen, the paramedics, the police, the first responders, all the port authority, all these people that were da- that caught so many, you know, lung diseases, uh, you know, cancer and all sorts of, you know, just unbelievable medical problems from being there helping out, trying to find survivors that John Stewart, the comedian John Stewart who did the Daily Show on Comedy Central was forefront in front of the United States Congress and Senate 
demanding pay and you know you, you just backing from the US government for their medical bills because of of all of the work and dedication that these people put in not knowing what they were breathing in was going to be so hazardous to their future and he was you know unbelievable in getting some of that done but unbelievable it's just it it mind boggles me how sick and twisted this government is to complain when a black athlete kneels to the star-spangled banner or the national anthem but doesn't pay or help out the aid for the people that are in the depths of hell physically from giving their lives to help others the government's nowhere to be found nowhere to be found they can shell out money for wars that take lifetimes to never come to an end to never have a conclusion no benefit but to government contractors black ops big business everybody at the top making money while the people on the front lines are dying you can't wave the american flag blame and point your finger at other people when you're not aiding and helping the ones that are helping you it's a disgusting fucking thing it's a disgusting fucking thing whatever you you can go and look at just watch john stewart talking to the senate or the congress and whatever the committee is for 9-11 just type in john stewart 9-11 testimony and it's just fucking disgusting to watch that 90 percent of the senate or congressmen or whoever the fuck are supposed to be there aren't even there to listen aren't even there to hear the pleas for help they have somehow they have other things to listen to they probably had bank bailouts to you know you know you gotta stuff your pockets man why you gotta listen to people whining when you can stuff your pockets that the government's gonna send out billions of dollars to aid in the bank crisis but you know fuck the people who are there digging in rubble because of the mistakes that many made so you know that's my little piece on it it's a disgusting fucking thing unfortunately we have to remember it every year and some people have to live with it every minute of the day so take a look at that you know put that in an hourglass and see how that you know works out in your time capsule some people can some people can't either you walk or you run out here speaking of running i haven't done that since the beginning of the summer and uh probably won't do that till the winter anyway so i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna talk about the exercise thing haven't lost or gained a pound throughout my at least 100 rounds of golf this year and i should have played more basketball i really should have i I was on a trajectory at the beginning of the summer to get some things done and i let it all fall by the wayside you know could have ate better i did less drinking on the golf course than i did last year for sure i i and uh i don't know what happened i don't know what happened it could have been all the nerd ropes it could have been the edibles that made me 
you know, feast a little harder on the uh, pesto chickens, you know, the surf and turf, the scallops. You know, it is, what do you want me to do? You know, I'm, I like to eat, but, you know, sometimes I do like to eat about uh, like four or five Nathan's hot dogs in a month. 35 minutes of life every hot dog, I'm not worried about it. I'm raw dogging all day, every day, as much as I can. I'll raw dog from here to until November. Gone till November, I'll be back in August maybe, and I'm just going to enjoy the rest of my day. So speaking of August, you know, drip season finishes up it kind of lingers on into september and we're rolling into fall now football season the buffalo bills are one and one we got week three starting up well that started up last night carolina lost uh christian mccaffrey to another injury hopefully as him i didn't see any reports today didn't look but i've been following following a little news story that most people should be knowing about but if you don't we'll talk about it a little bit at the end of the podcast to give y'all motherfuckers a little refresher because I know some of y'all ignorant motherfuckers out there play too much TikTok and that you're not watching what's really going on out here. We'll get into that. But I was thinking about, you know, all the stories I used to tell at the beginning of the podcast, the first few episodes, you know, the scandals, the sex, the love, the lust, and this goes out to anybody after drip season here you know it's almost cuffing season we're in the middle of the mix it's hard to sometimes it's 80 degrees sometimes it's 65 up here in the northeast anyway and you gotta you gotta think about a little romance you know if you're in a relationship right now maybe you're in a budding relationship and sometimes if you're in a long lasting one if you're in the depths of one sometimes you get a little complacent Sometimes you get a little too comfortable. You know, and not every woman is like this, but 90% of women, I think, like a little romance. You know, like a little f- couple flowers, you know, once in a while. Not, I'm not When I say once in a while, I'm not saying once a year, like on Valentine's Day or their birthday. I'm saying once a week. Grab a flower. How hard is it? You're over there jerking off. You go to the store, you get scratch tickets. You're at the bar pulling tickets. You're watching a goddamn baseball game, a basketball game, a football game. Take your time. Get a card. Maybe a couple chocolates once in a while. Maybe cook dinner. Do something that you don't usually do throughout the week. Once a week. Because if you love someone, you should do the things that make them feel special. And then, you know, maybe it'll become innate in you. I'm saying that this is for relationship motherfuckers. Listen, if you're single, don't go be out there giving broads fucking cupcakes and leftovers and shit. Nobody, nobody wants that random shit. I'm saying if you're in the throes of a relationship, show show a little bit that you care. If you care. Like, don't do it if you don't care. Like, if you, if you want this to be something, then do it. But if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Don't just do it to do it. Do it because you want to do it. Just a little information for you going into cuffing season. If you don't want to spend your rest of your life with the broad during at the end of this cuffing season, like when, you know, the spring chickens start coming out, don't be doing all that romance shit. You know? There's nothing worse than having a clinger, a stage five clinger on your hands 
at the end of cuffing season if you're trying to get back in the drip season. There's a difference. And I just explained it to you. I hope it you know, goes a long way for some of y'all listening out here because I, I don't know the age bracket that's listening out here. Pod Bay don't give me that information. It's hard to gain any kind of information. They try to suck it in all themselves. I hope everybody's listening out there. Hope y'all doing good. Hope you're enjoying yourselves. Hope you're living life. You know, shit is crazy out here. Shit's crazy out here. Still's crazy. But at the same time, you gotta, if you're, if you're in a romantic relationship, if you're in a relationship you want to last, you gotta do the things that your partner, whoever, if it's a he, she, a being, a fucking alien, I don't care if it's a frog. Well, if you're fucking beast, bestiality is a different thing. I wanna, don't worry about getting lily pads for a frog. But I'm saying, you got to do the things that do the things for the person that you care about. Let them know that you are in it to win it. You can't just show up with your stinky ass ball sack and ass and thinking that it's all good every day. You don't have to be a prick all the time if you're a normal prick. Try to be a nice guy. It's okay to be sweet. It's okay to be nice. This is only this remember, like I said, when you're listening to me talk like this, This is for people who are in a committed relationship. If you are not in a committed relationship, throw all this shit out. It's a whole different game. You got to work. You got to work different angles. You got to work different angles. Unless you want something to continue. Follow those little steps. Follow those little steps. Just take just tinkle. Tinker with it. I should say tinkle this. Have a little tinkle. Throw a little tinkle in it. But tinker with it a little bit. And, And tinker means adjust. Put a little put a little adjustment in your life and see how it works out. If it don't work out, maybe that's not the you know the kind of move you need to go into. You know, sometimes sometimes you can bring home a little uh, some nice panties from Victoria's Secret, some nice lingerie. Give her a little gift card to something. Maybe you know, give her a little Starbucks gift card if she's feeling frisky. You know what I'm saying? Feel the needs, feel the emotion, and make your adjustments accordingly. That's all I can tell you. Listen, man, I've had a lot of tang in my life, and I've never. I never jumped over a fence for no pussy, but uh, I I know I know the, I know the rules to this shit. It's so underrated. Keep your family and business completely separated. So that's just my little romance tip leading into cuffing season. I hope y'all are doing good. You know, stay get everything you know situated for the cold months coming up. Like I said, keep that flannel on. I don't I don't wear no flannel. I don't do that dumb shit. But if you like that flannel, keep it nice. Make sure you got a nice bedspread, nice comforter, some beautiful, uh, some good pillows. You know, keeps that air moving through them. You want that cool down pillow. You don't need those pillows that are like fucking rocks. Unless you like the rock. Unless it keeps you, you know, keeps you focused. The people's elbow. I'm not, no tennis elbow for me. I, I'm done. I was a 3-5 player back when I was early 20s. So I'm good with that. Not 19-20, but when I was 20, 21-22. I was taking care of business on that racket edge Golf, I'm a Rackets Edge Golf, Rackets Edge Tennis Center Court. Plus, I played a little bit at uh, Maple, Maple, what? Maple Park? Maple Street Park? Yeah, Maple Street Park. That's that joint. Little gin joint. Has a pool next to it. A lot of fun jinx in there. I don't go in juices like that. So, with that being said, I watched a little movie this week called Old. It's that M. Night Shyamalan movie. Not that bad. 6-8 maybe? A nice 6-8 movie? I thought it was going to be something totally different. Turned out to be not bad. 
six eight. It was you could watch it, you could get through it. Some things were a little confusing, but that's like a good movie. You're gonna be confused at some point. A bad movie is gonna be straight ahead. You get everything you need to know. You just go trying to get to the end. I saw that. Not a bad show. Netflix. Um, obviously, they had that. What's that goddamn sex education came out? Not impressed. You know, the first two seasons really enthralled. I thought some interesting things were going to happen this season. I I guess I missed something because this guy in the wheelchair deleted uh, the broads. Uh, May Maven. That's her name. Maven, right? Maven's uh, text message she got from Otis, and I didn't see him. The the wheelchair dude say anything to the broad, but somehow it did happen. So I don't know what happened with that. Poor Otis, man. You know, just just nerdy ass people, man. It's a good show. It's funny, but I wasn't impressed with the season. A lot of weird shit was going on, and you know they go they go some shit goes too far into you know the political spectrum of. Uh, you know, the L-B-G-T-Q-S-R-U-F-T, whatever the fuck's going on. And it's just, like, we could talk about this until our heads spin off. You know, and some people should have their heads spin off. Like, Ben Shapiro should have his head spin off. But uh, we're just we're just in the the grasp of too much, too much information, too many voices. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody, you got to learn how to take some lumps once in a while. You know what I'm saying? And Chris Speaking of lumps, Chris Cuomo is about to take some lumps because this uh, little article came out of how he was a sexual harassing. You know, Andrew Cuomo, his brother, he had to get out of office. So Chris Cuomo on CNN, little primetime guy, <laughs> apparently he was grabbing a little ass at a party one time in front of everybody. And uh, this hasn't been told 16 years ago it happened. Now they're telling it. But it is what it is. I mean, come on. Come on, man. How are you going to grab some ass at a party? Maybe he was a drunk back then. Maybe he was a, you know, maybe he was a little fuckboy. I don't know. Don't know the guy personally. Never, don't know anything about him other than him being on a CNN show. Wait till that story comes out. Maybe he's off of CNN. Who knows where he goes. Off we go. Let the trumpets blow and hold on because the driver of the vision is a pro. The ruler's back. So, with that being said, we get into just a terrible story. Most of y'all should know the name Gabby Petito. It's a young woman, 21, 22 years old. Goes off with her boyfriend, fiance, Brian Laundrie. Real scumbag name. Hey, my name's Laundrie. Should have tossed that guy to the fucking curb a long time ago, but... When you're young and dumb, you 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 can fall for anything. Believe me. And so this girl goes out west to Wyoming, goes on a camping trip with this guy across the United States. She's from Long Island. He's from Florida. They go out August August twenty seventh, the last time she's actually seen. She's do so. She's a YouTuber. She does YouTube, Instagram, blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. And they do it together, which I don't see a lot of that working on YouTube or Instagram like this. The couple thing, like you see it usually like in reaction videos, people watch music or react to comedy skits or something. And it's like, usually it's a husband and wife or girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. That kind of thing works. But 
I've seen, I never see it work out when people are actually showing their real life, like everyday thing. Like that, that becomes a very touchy and, uh, you know, it's a, it becomes a complicated thing when you're showing your relationship on a daily basis or a weekly basis, however often you, you know, broadcast your life to the masses. So she, while she's on this trip, she's showing, you know, she's doing YouTube, she's doing Instagram. So there's, you know, there's time marks and there's stamps of places she's been and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, August 27th is the last time that she's seen or heard from on YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Now, her fiance boyfriend, Brian Laundrie, shows up in Florida with her van in September 1st, on September 1st, without her. I guess they go on, the family goes on a uh, camping trip, and then on September 11th, the Gabby Petito's parents file a missing persons report. So this guy's back on September 1st in Florida with her van. She hasn't been heard from since August 27th. And then on this guy goes on a camping trip. And September 11th, her mom files a missing reports claim. Now this happened, this is all like in Wyoming, that area, okay? Wyoming, Fet, I think it was the Fet, Fetan or something, Letan, whatever, the Fetanol or some bullshit. Some uh, big park that's out in Wyoming, I'm sure problematic knows exactly what I'm saying. But... We don't need the, the exact facts. I got the fact, all the facts, I don't care about all the facts. I got the facts that matter here. So, September 11th, the missing report, uh, the missing person report is filed. The police are involved now. They go to Brian Laundrie's family, where he's, where he's at. Well, now he is taking a meditation trip into a a reserve in Florida. A fucking a reserve that's the size of Tampa Bay. We're talking 2000 something acres. And they find his car there. They can't find Brian. Brian's gone. Okay, it happened now a week ago. They find Gabby Petito's body at a campsite. The autopsy starts. A couple days ago, we get the report that it's a homicide. We don't know what the cause of the hom. We don't know what the homicide is. We don't know what the cause of death was. We just know it's a homicide, not a natural death, right? So now we have that. Now they've had a manhunt for a missing person search in this park reserve which is all marsh, water, land, bush, all this kind of shit. For a week now. Haven't found him. They f- filed a federal arrest warrant for using someone else's credit card or debit card or something something like that. We don't know the details on that. Going to guess it's Gabby's. And um, so they have an arrest warrant for the guy. So now they're... When they find him, it's an arrest. Not hey, we've been looking for you. Would you look? Can, can you come down now? This guy's getting booked, charged. It's a federal crime. Not even charged with homicide yet. 
Not even because we don't have the autopsy. We don't have the toxicology reports. We don't have any of this. But let me tell you, as a huge true crime listener, I've listened to almost every episode. When I say almost, I'm saying 99% of the episodes of True Crime Garage. There's over 550 of those episodes. I've listened to 99% of those episodes. I've heard all of those cases. It didn't take me more than seven minutes to know that this guy was seriously involved with her death before the body was even found because of the fact you don't take someone's van, leave somebody in the de- in the desert or in the middle of the fucking nowhere, Wyoming, at a camping site, drive back to Florida, don't tell anybody, don't call the parents, go on a camping trip with your parents, your family, then take a... Uh, meditation uh, <laughs> trip into a fucking reserve all while this girl's missing. Usually if someone's missing and you're uh, in a relationship with them, you want to find them. If you, uh, you, A guy who cares, who has nothing but love and care and respect for a person is going to be out there searching for that person. Not going camping with his family. <laughs> Not going on a meditation trip. Only a fucking guilty killer is on the run. Guarantee they don't find this. And this, I'll put this guarantee. This is now, uh, this is not September 24th, 7 o'clock at night. Guarantee this guy is nowhere even close to Florida. He's off in some fucking other place. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. And if they do find him ravaged by animals, I will have no remorse. I don't have remorse right now. However they find him, I don't care if they find him full of bullets with, a, with his head cut off. That's just reality. I don't put up with any sicko shit. I, I mean, if you consider that sicko shit, I don't listen. When you kill someone, that's sicko shit. I don't care if someone what happens to the killer. Now, if you're a killer, I don't care what the fuck happens to you. If you consider what I'm saying sicko shit, you're the sicko. But anyway, so that's where we at with the timeline of Gabby Petito. You know, they're having a a service for her. Uh, on Sunday, they might have that. I don't know why you'd want to watch that if you don't know the person. Uh, why people get so involved with this kind of stuff that have like people who, how you find yourself frustrated with this? I don't, from the outside, if you're not a part of it, I don't have no clue. No clue at all. Some people get too enthralled with it. And it's like some people just can't leave well enough alone. I'm watching this last week, I've been watching a news station in florida they've been doing a live broadcast on uh, youtube while they're doing these searches i mean the fbi is involved you know everything it's it's a massive search for this fucking sicko and uh i haven't found him yet this is a big fucking area they're looking in this reserve like i said it's the size of tampa bay it's a this just a reserve um I think it's like Clearwater, Florida. Where the fuck is this fucking? Anyway, so it's it's just sad. You know, if people aren't into the true crime thing, like heard as many of the unbelievable stories and, you know, incidences that I've come across since I've gotten into this, you know, this world, you're going to have... You're going to have weird, you're not going to have the information like I have. You're going to have the dumb thoughts and the dumb questions and you're going to feel frustrated because blah, blah, blah. Well, 
you're frustrated after a week. This is just the world we live in now. People, these people who are leaving comments about this case are getting frustrated. It's only been a week since it's been a missing uh, missing persons case, and these people don't understand how long it took for Ted Bundy to be caught for. Um, John Wayne Gacy to be caught. I'm, we're talking, it's just an unbelievable amount of time that and we're talking about the Green River Killer. You know, some of the biggest cases in the world, the country, some took take 20, 30 years and some don't even come to a conclusion. There's people that have lost, have had no answers to the killings of their family members for decades for centuries that's where you get the feeling of what the fuck is going on here we just want answers we just want to put our child or our family our brother our sister our mom or father to rest you know we want we want some relief from this pain this unknowing of what happened and that's why it, this case I've, it just made me sick when I heard about this fucking guy, this timeline of what he fucking did. Comes home, goes on a camping trip, then goes on a hike by himself for meditation purposes. And the cops aren't even, the, the cops aren't watching this fucking guy. Now, I'm not blaming the police. The police didn't kill Gabby. Brian Laundrie did. Guaranteed he did. And this is, there's no mystery here. People want to believe, you know, people in the news media are going to, they're not going to come to conclusions because you can't do that legally. I can. I guarantee this guy did it because you don't work in that fashion if you're an innocent person. If your fiance is missing, you don't drive home, go on a camping trip, take a meditation trip. And aren't out there looking for your fiance or girlfriend. That's the truth. That's the reality. I don't put up with no bullshit. The FBI shouldn't be putting up with no bullshit. If this guy is not in this reserve. And I'm telling you he's not in there. They have spent millions of dollars already searching for this fucking guy. So I don't. I mean. I The cost of what it takes. The manpower. All that kind of stuff. for To search in this area for. Till from sun up to sundown, it's exhausting, it's costly, and you're you're working on a whim because what information do they have? Do they catch them on a game camera? What the fuck information do you have? It's a reserve. There's not there's no electricity out there. There's probably one or two springs that you could actually get fresh water from, let alone. The water moccasins, the fucking gators, whatever fucking uh, mammals are in there that could, you know, kill you. There's, it's, it's not the coziest of places. And one thing that was brought up that, you know, you don't even think about because we've been in the grasp of it for so long that it's almost normal is that you this guy could be wearing a mask and a hat and sunglasses somewhere and be you never know who it is. 
Because a mask is like everyday attire now. So COVID strikes again. COVID has gotten us again. It's it's fucking it's it's unreal. The grasp and the grip of a pandemic is gonna allow or can allow these fucking perpetrators to mosey on in everyday life, and you don't even know who it is. So I hope they find this guy. I wish they would just uh, draw and quarter him, and you know, in public and get it over with like i've said we don't have what what is what is going on in this country like what our judicial system is completely fucked a guy who has a dime bag of weed in the 80s it's got 25 to life a rapist from the fucking vatican or what the fucking church or wherever can get out on good behavior in eight months he's back on the streets doing it again Or they go to a fucking, um, you know, a fucking nut house. They get cleared by the doctors and they're back on the street again. There's no, the laws protecting children and women from recurrent, recurring criminal acts are fucking disgusting. Well, I should also throw in minorities. And when I say minorities, it's just, that's the phrase that, it's people know i'm saying black people mexicans you know latinos asians whatever the fuck everybody you know everybody except white people you know it's just a, it's just a disgusting thing and if you don't if you don't think the way i'm thinking i don't know how you're living in the world i'm living in if how have you not seen these things since emmett till if you, like i i've talked about emmett till a number of times on this podcast if you don't know the Emmett Till story take a look at it and tell me how you live with yourself tell me how you live with yourself if you're not thinking the way I think just just throwing that out there so with that being said Fat Joe Ja Rule had their verses two week last week and I, I thought for sure I thought it was going to be bad regardless I didn't know Ja Rule was going to be out there doing his thing. No backup. I mean, when I say no backup vocals, I mean very little backup vocals. But Fat Joe, this dude couldn't get through a bar without taking a breath. Like, he could only say three or four words, have the backup do it, and then say another three or four words. This guy couldn't do 16 bars without breathing. Now, that to me, that's not an artist. If you can't perform your songs on stage and not have the breathing pattern, like this dude, it's not like he wrote these songs yesterday. He did these songs at the height of his musical career as a young man. Ja Rule was out there killing it, just killing it. And I'm not, I mean, yeah, I listened to a couple Ja Rule songs back in the day, but you know, once Fifty Cent came out, it was over with. Ja Rule, I didn't need it. I didn't have to listen to Living It Up. I, I'm a big fan of the Murdergram song with Jay Z and DMX. I'm glad he did that verse because a lot of people don't know even know what that fucking song is. But one of my favorite songs ever, uh, Murder Motherfucker X. Anyway, so Ja killed that. I was happy to see it. Fat Joe, obviously. 
you know, bruh, bruh, you need to learn how to breathe, man. You, you got to learn your songs, first of all. If you can't do yours, like I said, you're not an art. To me, you're not a fucking true artist. I don't care how big you, you have been, how much fame you have, how many TikTok followers, how many Instagram followers, how many Twitter followers, how many record sales you got. If you can't perform your songs, you are not at the top of the game. You cannot be considered at the top of the game. That's why Jadakiss was so unbelievable in the verses with the locks versus dipset hands down just unbelievable just unbelievable loved it so i mean i'm a i've dabbled in some hip-hop in my day and i i think i might have a little bit of an edge on explaining and understanding some of this stuff that i'm seeing and listening to not saying i'm the foremost expert on this you know i'd give uh problematic a little nod to some of that too but you know, I've been I've been there. I've been on stage. I've learned the ropes. I've learned how to do it. At the end of my at the end of my career, I was able to do it on stage, do all my songs. Forty five minutes set, no backup. Just on the hooks. No singers, no dancers, no nothing. I didn't need no special Remy Ma introductions. Not a damn thing. So I got a little, you know, I got a little clout on that, on that side. Fat Joe, if you're done, I mean, it's not like you need to bet, you do it again because who are you going to face? You, you, know, you should have brought 50 with you is what you should have did. Should have threw it right. He meant seen that twist in his eye. But, you know, they got love for each other. There ain't no hate between John Fat Joe. They did a song together with Kiss. New York, New York. So, it, you know, hope it all works out, man. Jaw rule moves on. So... I can't wait to see what the next one is. You know, the summer has come to an end. The end of golf for me. I'm just out here living. Just out here living, playing some 2K, trying to be a legend out here. Keeping up with current events as much as I can. Trying not to get into the political realm because it's just it's just a joke. It's a fucking joke out here. As soon it's just people point their fingers as soon as something else happens. I don't I don't hate anybody because of how they voted, who they vote for, but I sure will laugh at you. And if you think I'm holding hanging my hat on the people I've voted for, you're laughing at yourself because listen, let me tell you. Just because Sleepy Joe's sleeping don't mean I'm sleeping, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather have Sleepy Joe than Big Mac Trump, you know what I'm saying? This guy's got fucking uh sour sweet and sour sauce coming out of his knees and and plus he's a i mean one of the worst criminals to be president ever and if you don't believe that just just sit back and wait just sit back and wait just sit back and wait i got no problems with it the the history has a funny way of telling his story the further we go on into the future sometimes it changes sometimes it don't but it all will be revealed at the end. That's what they say. The great, the great power in the sky, the wow, the big electron. Hopefully, I don't see a UFO tonight. I'm gonna get kicked back, relax. I got some shit to watch. Ted Lasso. I'm gonna watch. Oh, congratulations, Ted Lasso. Once a couple, couple Emmys last Sunday night. Big shout out. Great show. If you haven't seen Ted Lasso, Apple Plus, watch it. There's other places to watch it for free. And uh, the morning show. 
great shows. So I'll hit you. I'm glad to be back, baby. We're going to get into the music next week. Top five Dead or Alive. You know, top five songs of the week. We'll get into the rhythm again. I just want to get out there and tell, tell y'all I love y'all. Thank you for listening, being, you know, hardcore with it. Don't forget, at Reese45MC, Twitter, Instagram. Hit me up. Leave those reviews. Leave the review on I, on fucking Apple, the podcast. Leave that podcast review. Give the five stars. Let us know what the fuck's going on. We love you motherfuckers out here. We're just we're just out here trying to do. We're trying to survive just like y'all. So I appreciate it. Again, every listener counts. We just need the response. We need the communication back. That's all we care about. The communication. Let's talk this shit out. Peace and love, motherfuckers. I will hit you next week. It's almost October. Unbelievable. Happy Halloween, hookers. Let's do this shit. Get those panties going. I'll holler at you later. But remember. Be cool, motherfuckers.